Coming to you from Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana. Indiana's exclusive Aladino Cigar Lounge. It's Final Third Friday. Welcome back to Final Third Friday. I'm Rob. And I'm Isaiah. We got our friend Scott Deshaun with us today. Hey, everybody. And today we're going to be smoking the Knuckle Sandwich Chef Special. This has a hybrid Habano wrapper with Nicaraguan binder and filler. Another great Knuckle Sandwich um, offering that Guy and Eric Espinosa got together and, and made. So we're going to be smoking that today. And we are drinking OKI Reserve. So OKI Reserve was originally a New Rift brand. This was kind of how they started off. OKI is Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, which makes sense if you've ever been to uh, the New Rift Distillery because all the states are within a couple of miles of where they're at. But this is all sourced MGP juice. It's uh, you got eight to ten year old bourbon all the way down to three to eight year old bourbon so is it all indiana or all lawrenceburg or is it actually yes. a mix of ohio and Kentucky, they indiana? are proudly stating it on the back okay. it says i wasn't sure if it was mixed in lawrenceburg indiana so why they're not, not trying okay. to fool anybody well and, you start uh, looking at the blend on that thing and the percentages and all that stuff like that they they put a lot of work into creating yeah, this they blend did. yeah and uh and it's good it's a fantastic blend very so. good now full disclosure we're sitting here waiting for our FedEx truck driver to show up because we have our Peach Street truck coming today. Right. So we should be getting some cases of that, which by the time this airs, we'll already have it on the shelf. He'll be ready to go. But we were hoping to have it for the pairing today. But we'll see. If he shows up in the middle of this, then we might punt and actually grab another bottle. Yeah, double pairing for you today. That Man, I feel like, you know, a real special guest being able to have the potential of two great whiskeys. Man, I... I hope we get it because it's. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Yeah, I didn't get that. Uh, didn't you have some samples come in? I did. I thought a, for sure you tried it. No, I, I, I must have missed that. Rob, ha- Rob and I haven't even tried it in its latest rendition. Yeah. First of all, Ooh. it's aged for a couple more months. Second of all, it's five proof points higher. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you talking about that last night. Yeah. Getting, getting uh, a little worried when they're telling you it's going to be a different proof and yeah. then, then happy then when they tell you it's higher. That's always good yeah. news. Yeah, because our first first rendition of that was 117, and I didn't realize at that time they had proofed it down to 117, So, which maybe they didn't. It could have come out of the barrel at 117 at that point. I don't know. It I just wouldn't depends think a couple months would have yeah. jumped five points, but who knows? All right, so... Oh, I like that. Yeah. Are you cutting your yeah. straight? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, uh, I'm gonna go V on mine. I'm straight, man. I'm. I'm always a straight cut guy. Uh, are you? Just, that's that's how I roll. Yeah, Scott used my Zycar XO because he's thinking about grabbing one. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking real hard about that. <laughs> I'm glad my wife doesn't watch the show, so I don't have to. I can comment on that openly. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't yeah. have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks, Lisa. Yeah, yeah. she's she's gonna call me out. <laughs> It'll be bought by the time anything happens. Exactly. These yeah. lights are starting to bother me. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is a Figurado. So obviously, when you start with the cold drawing on the initial light, it's going to be tight. Um, but once you get past the collar, it opens up, and all the flavors pop on this thing. Yeah, on the on the cold draw, there's quite a bit of that like raisin sort of fig sweetness, and it, it almost reminds me of raisin brand cereal with that slightly hay sort of thing. That and also like just a little bit of barnyard open. going there. Yeah, I could see that as well. Which might be the brand kind of you're thinking of. Yeah. I get that raisin that you're talking about. That's, yeah. that's actually pretty prominent. Yeah. 
Which it's a common note on tobacco across the board. It's just I don't know something about dried fermented things all tasting the same. <laughs> I'm lighting today with the Calibri Stealth Three. Um, been rocking this one for quite a few months, and it's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm lighting with the uh, the Ascari Calibri as well. So, oh, we could have given you my lighter to use if you wanted to. That's okay. You know, one of the great things I love about your lounge here, Rob, is that every table has lighters and cutters on it. I don't have to worry about bringing my own, even if I got a preference. I yeah. still know I'm going to come in and get what I need, and I'm not chasing people down. So, wow. yeah, I mean, these, these guys work just fine for me. Yeah, they do. Yeah, forever we had those Vortex lighters on, and there's still a couple wandering around, but we've switched over to... Uh, the Firebirds, which is a Calibri brand, and uh, I actually feel like the tank's quite a bit bigger on those Firebirds. It is. It and is. And they feel better. So, either way, gotta love them. I'm working right now on this cigar, slowly opening up. That. Yeah. Yeah. It it's starts, pretty snug on the tight. beginning. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But uh, right now, there's quite a bit of that, like. Habano sort of cinnamon presence for me yeah. on the palate. The retrohale doesn't have much spice, but that's also because I'm not getting a huge draw quite to, yet. Yeah, nothing to retrohale yet. You know, I'm always surprised at, in the last year, how much I've learned um, on that very first puff from the cigar and trying to get some flavor because you are getting more, in a lot of cases, of that wrapper right yeah. at the initial. Yeah. And it's it's really impressive. You can get some really unique flavors in your first, second draw, and then they just, they kind of go away. Yeah. Right? Because then you're getting the entirety of the cigar. Yeah. And I definitely, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what it was, but that first draw right there had um, just a unique kind of little bite to it that was nice. It, it kind of popped open yeah. my palate and got it ready for the rest of the cigar. Yeah, my first puff, I, I actually had to, you, know, you probably saw me cut it a second time. I didn't get it deep enough. I had to go a little deeper with that figurato to, to get a good draw going. But mm -hmm. now that I got that, the spice is popping up and good on the retro hail. distinct hell. red pepper on the retro hail Yes, for me. and even on the tongue. After, yeah. it's, after you blow out the smoke, the tongue still got that spice. Yeah, yeah. It, kind of a bready quality kind of cinnamon on the, on the palate. Yeah. But, and this gosh. one, if you've ever smoked the Knuckle Sandwich Habano, it's very similar. I mean, I, I kind of feel like it's somewhere between the, the Habano and the Maduro, and it is in strength, but I also feel like there's some darker notes in this one that you don't get out of the Habano, but not near as dark as what you get out of the Maduro. Totally. So it's, it's a good combo. And we've got quite a few of these available still, so if you're looking to try these, I don't know how long they're going to be here because these were a special release, um, but we've got quite a few of these left, so you'll be able to get one hopefully in the next few weeks. And honestly, if you can't, the rest of the knuckle sandwich line is mm. excellent. So it's absolutely it's nice to know you got something else backing it up within this this same branding. Yeah. And, and yeah, and I mean, if you're watching this down the road and it's way past these scars, the knuckle sandwich Albano is going to give you a very similar game as what this one's going to give you. So yeah, it definitely doesn't have that same kind of chocolate backing that you get from the Maduro. No, but that's nice. I I know you and I were talking about this. How I feel like I need to expand my cigar knowledge to get a little bit more into 
um, some of the variances that I don't traditionally smoke and, and kind of learn a little bit more. So yeah. I'm actually, this is the first time I've had this one, right. which wow. is surprising, I know. Yeah. Right? I've, I've explored most of the humidor, but um, I'm already enjoying it. Well, good. Hey, Rob, what do you think about that with the OKI Reserve? Man. That's, that's, it's, I hate, I hate when people say this, but I'm going to say it. it. This is actually really pretty. It's got a really pretty, you know, floral, sweet. It's not, it's not too, I mean, it's got some, some spice to it just because it's our first pour, first drink of the morning. But I don't know, it, it's got that nice floral, fruity, um, and even some deeper, like, um, yeah, there is not some caramel, like, but like more a really like brown thick, sugar yeah. notes in there. Yeah, more brown sugar, but it's almost like thick coating on the tongue. And it kind of reminds Very me viscous. of an almost grape note. In yeah, there. it reminds me of a, of a higher proof brandy. Kind of in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that cinnamon quality, I don't know whether it's from the cigar or whether it's innately present in the whiskey, too. That's sticking around for me. Yeah. Like kind of those yeah, baking spice it. notes. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't know that I'd quite call it all the way to cinnamon. Yeah. Right? I, I agree with you. The baking spice note backing yeah. is there. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, touchy to, to cinnamon. So. Gotcha. Yeah. I, it, when it hits, it hits hard. So with this, going to the cigar after that, first retrohale, you, pop, you blow it out. It's like, oh, spice is gone. Then all of a sudden, it just hits you in the back of the nose. You're like, mm. yeah, there, there it is. And, but it hangs on the tongue. Yeah. And the spice really Definitely builds on the tongue. Does. Kind of Definitely. a cool little pairing. Yeah. Definitely, um, Definitely intensifies the spice notes more than the sweet notes on it both does. sides this time. Yeah. yeah, which is usually the opposite. Usually uh -huh. the the cigar and whiskey kind of end up playing with the the fruitier, sweeter notes, but this one's going spicy. Yeah, absolutely, man. Isaiah's got to run out in the rain, out in the rain, and set up our generator here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lovely, lovely day outside with all those storms coming through. Mm-hmm. We'll let Lisa do it. You know, one thing I like, the OKI has a really nice long finish to it. Oh, it does. It does. And I kind of feel like you could probably take a puff of your cigar at different times and almost get a different flavor combination, right? Yeah. If you, if you let it sit and hang for 30 seconds before you go to the cigar, you know, especially you've given your cigar some time to kind of relax a little bit, and then you get a nice puff from it, it's just a different kind of flavor pairing than what you get if you just kind of get right into both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and... And this one's a very, this one's going very similar, going either direction too. Um, you're still getting that spice, but I haven't really gone from cigar to to whiskey yet, so I'll try that this time. Yeah, the thing about these uh, figurados and the torpedo type, like every time you have a closed in, you kind of got to touch it up as you're getting into it to make it burn. Well, she saw me doing that now, and yeah. it's, it's actually yeah, great. I'm now. about to touch mine up, but just got to give it a second. But so it, that it brought just... in, so going that direction, you know, whiskey last, it brought some toasty notes out of the bourbon or out of the. Hmm. I guess that is that bourbon. Yeah, it is bourbon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I couldn't remember because it had I'm such a sure. weird. It has such a weird. I think it's combo just a whiskey. Stuff. What's it say? No, bourbon whiskey, blended bourbon, bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. whiskey. So. Um, but it, it definitely is hanging like a like a dark toast on the tongue. Yeah, I, I got that. I okay. got that very okay. heavy actually. As soon as you said toast, me. no, I, I immediately thought of of not quite like a 
not like a toasted barrel, but actually kind of a, a bit of a bready toast. Yeah, yeah, bready toast. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. The other thing is, is in, that, in that whiskey, it's pulling out almost a floral vanilla note in it. Going in the whiskey? From, going from smoke to sip. Okay. Mm. Yeah, definitely leaning on the floral side, though. Yeah, yeah, I see that. It's not like candy vanilla. It's no. Well, we are now past, well, when we're recording this, we're in the heart of our, our anniversary week. Yeah. But when this actually airs, we, you know, last week was our anniversary week, and just want to thank everybody that came out and supported us. Uh, we had some great prizes and busy all week. We've had a I mean, got to see a lot of people that maybe we saw earlier on, the one to come out and celebrate with us. It's been a great week. It has. It's been a busy week, but it's been a great week. Yeah. I, it's been fantastic to see everybody come out, all of the support we've gotten. And uh seems like people are re were really excited about what got set out this week. Like, yeah. All the Warheads, the Knuckle Sandwich Abano Test Blends. The Ravens. Like, yeah. Are um, there the some... Aged Cameroon somewhere in there? Yeah, but they're only a year age. Oh, okay. I was going to sit on those for another few years or a couple more years. I got gotcha. I actually could put one box out today, but I don't know if a year is going to do enough to it to really... Maybe we need I to check that out for science later. I think we should probably figure that I, out. I like probably. that idea. Yeah, yeah we probably just figure it out. It's I forgot science, those man. are back yeah. there. They, and they've been there for a year and They've been there two a months. little over a year. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. who knows how long they age down there because, I mean... They always age your stuff down there at least three or four years before they ship it. So, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll have to, I'll get those out. I forgot about yeah, that. We'll have to I, I like that. I like how you guys are thinking. Yeah. But I will say, not that it matters on this here, but those all sold out pretty quick. I'm, I've had to actually keep some back and put like two or three out a day because people were ready to grab and I'm like limit two limit two <laughs> yeah yeah serious so it was it was good and it was also cool I was just seeing Kevin come in that's right why, why I thought that which shout out got a drink because I mentioned Cheers. someone's name just gets us drunk quicker okay um and a lot of people come out every day this week to get a ticket I'm like yeah. that's cool because they're seeing that there's a really cool value I mean we got like fifteen hundred dollars worth of giveaways plus all the discounts on the merch and stuff oh, yeah. and People have really taken advantage of them. We sold a crap ton of Calibri this week. Good. And almost all of our wood hats are almost gone. I mean, we've got very few left. I've got to yeah. get a reorder already on those. We've only had them for a week. <laughs> so it's, it's been great. great. It's been great. That's great. So if you are looking for one of these hats, these things are, these things are awesome. Mm -hmm. That uh, whiskey wood on top of it, they're great hats. Yeah. You know, I picked out a, a kind of a new tasting note on this. Okay. And it's one I don't know that I've ever picked out before. Um, and it's not bad. I, I got to preference it because it's going to sound weird. Okay. But there is a a very small um, vegetal sulfur note. I get a little vegetal. I don't know if I could call it sulfur because I'm not sure what that is. I, Talking like, like the rotten egg thing. Well, yeah, kind of that. But it's it's more kind of the the salty side of that, not the the nasty side of that. Okay. Because you know, sulfur can have kind of that. That salty, yeah, and, then, and then the rotten almost egg side. like the anchovy. I'm saltiness. thinking, I'm thinking more like, um, kind of like a, a cooked spinach that's that's been you know with bacon. Yeah. So you're getting kind of that, you know, there's that 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 sulfury smell that can come mm. out of it. But yeah. when you add like the smoky bacon quality, which you know you get kind of some of those 
those fatty elements yeah. from a lot of bourbons. And I've, I've just never really noticed that. And I think it's only the combination with both. I think it's Could the be. cigar first going to the bourbon. It's, it's kind of bringing out those. And it's, I'm actually really liking it. Yeah. Like, it's really well, pleasant. So this is a weird one. Just like you do when you're doing whiskey or wine, you know, you have different regions of the tongue and mouth where you get different flavors. I'm getting that on the tip of my tongue. That's yeah. where the flavor is for me. I'm getting that uh -huh. kind of vegetal. And like you said, like I spinach. I can see that. Yeah. Just on the tip of the tongue. Nowhere else, just on the tip of the tongue. Is that where you're getting yeah, it? Yeah, actually, I'm getting it towards the back. And okay. now that I think about it, it's probably so. Is um, it more of an umami note? Umami. That's yeah. exactly where I was going to gotcha. go with it. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's, I was trying to think of what is that? Because I know that flavor. Yeah. And I know they changed, you know, a few years ago, like the. The science diagrams about yeah. what you taste and umami's actually designated as an actual flavor yeah, now. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Which, that's your the, that's your savory receptor. Right. Yeah, which is it's nice. Just, it's one of those I think it's that five notes you can get without actually retrohaling. You know, to go beyond to go beyond that and when you're retrohaling, you can actually pull out specific notes because you're kicking in your olfactory and your your brain's remembering those flavors. Yeah. But it's like it's savory, spicy. Um, fruity, um, sweet and bitter. Yeah, maybe is it sweet and bitter? Yeah, not fruity. It'd be sweet and bitter. Sweet and, and bitter. Yeah. yeah, not fruity. That's right. Sweet. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's it. okay. Yeah. So, is that four then or five? Sour. 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 Yep. Good one. Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of all of those things, I keep listening to other cigar podcasts, <laughs> and there are people that are wrecking their palates before they're hopping on and recording. And here is the thing I Dude, will tell I, you. I, I, I got triggered today on that one, too. There are three things to avoid if you want to be able to taste well. Or you want to communicate an actual flavor. Uh, I don't, I please don't here. say it was a McDonald's breakfast sandwich because I had There are three ago, things so. you want to avoid. Fatty foods. Like French fries, stuff like that. Things that will coat your palate fatty. You're it was a McDonald's gonna, breakfast sandwich. <laughs> you're not, well, you're not going to be able to taste as well. If Now, granted, if you're having like bacon on toast or something like that, a lot of that fattiness isn't going to cover. But if yeah. you're just having straight up bacon or like eggs and eggs and cheese that's just like you, you went crazy on the butter, like that's going to coat your palate. If you're drinking a milkshake before you smoke a cigar, mm. you're done. Just or you're don't even Mexican or well, all kinds of stuff like that, yeah. yeah. Next two would be acidic and bitter. Anything acidic or anything bitter is going to ruin your palate mm. for cigars as well. Yeah. High acidity things will change the way you perceive others. Like, yeah. I have had some like wine tastings and then people be like, hey, let's go and do a bourbon tasting. You can't taste the bourbon. Like, it just doesn't happen like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, especially after you've had a a very subpar dry red wine that's more, like, acidic than you ever thought one could get. Like, that'll, that'll absolutely blow out your palate. Then I'll say bitter things as well. Like, something like an Amaro, yeah. if it is... If it is lightly bitter, whatever. But if it is a distinctly bitter flavor, like a rhubarb pie, something like that. It's going to hang on your yeah, palate for a while. Just don't worry about it. So what about palate repair? You palate know? repair. I have begun to think it happens, well, two ways. One, over time. And two, with familiar things. If you're looking for palate repair, 
Sparkling water is a great place to start. Like something refreshing, something to clean your palate off. I've also always done, you know, just raw um, almonds. Yeah. You can chew those oh, up and it cleans the one. palate off and you don't get a residual flavor and note. I would say some crackers, not like some your crackers. butter flavored crackers, yeah, like oyster crackers up or like the or uh, saltines. The salt. yeah. yeah. That's a great way to go about it. And then the next thing is, is after I'm done with like sparkling water or saltine crackers, whatever it is, um, I will try a bourbon that I know. That is so important. You bring up such a great point. Right? I had COVID, you know, when it was all going around. And I actually found that I, I kind of forced myself to repair my palate by going to flavors that I knew. Yeah. And it, it really helps set a baseline so that when you go to try and experience something that you don't know, yeah. you know that you're starting from something that's a, a known element. You, you're not messed up right now. Absolutely. Isaiah really only does that because after breakfast, he wants to check his palate. So he has some bourbon after lunch. He wants right. to check his palate. Right, some right. Bourbon. Just uh, go Let's back to the old JTS Brown. And, oh, yeah. It is JTS Brown. It is JTS Brown for him, for sure. Always is. And people who've listened to this for a while will know that. Other, other kind of category that will mess up your palate is extremely spicy spicy food it kind of feels like it just enlightens all of your flavor receptors like it, it affects them in some way that you're not you're able to still taste afterward taste properly after but it's super heightened yeah yeah it, it's like it's like all of your flavor receptors are in shock well you're damaging i mean you are physically damaging the your nerves. tongue right your yeah. nerves because i mean it's it's a crystal right it's that capsaicin and that's actually like, it'll burn you. Yeah. Right? You can't touch it. Yeah. Because it'll burn you. So, yeah, you're absolutely doing that, which is going to make, you know, your nerves extra sensitive. And then it's going to it's gonna cause some changes. The only thing that is able to fix a, like, let, let's say you went and you had a spicy, like, hot chicken sandwich. And you were like, oh, let's go drink some bourbon. You're not going to be able to taste that. No. Wait until the next yeah. day. Yeah. Or at, at least don't buy a good at least, pour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give yourself a couple hours minimum before yeah. you're going to try something. I mean, yeah. yeah. Very true. Because otherwise, you're, uh, you're, it's going to shock your palate. Yeah. Been there, done that. Like, you eat something spicy. Even drinking a beer sometime, you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and also, don't sit down after eating and then drink and then tell everybody what your bourbon should taste like. Because yeah. you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you, well, know, you, you know, know. you're kind or of your cigar for that matter. You're kind of bringing up a, another interesting point here is that, you know, we do pair cigars and, and bourbon and, and even wines and beers with food and, and so yeah. on, right? Oh, because yeah. they can accentuate each other. They can. I think there is a big difference between critical tasting and then doing something unique and fun in trying to, to pair some of these elements. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but I really like what you're saying because if you're going to be telling other people what your thoughts are about you know, a bourbon or a cigar, yeah. you want to be able to do it with a clean palate and, and having a base of knowledge that, you know, that you're actually giving something that's going to be helpful yeah. versus yeah. not because, you know, for all I know, a McDonald's breakfast sandwich I had two hours ago might have brought out the whole umami probably. side of this. No, you never know, not. right? You know, no, but two hours ago, you're but, probably, you're fine. Yeah. But it, it is interesting to see how that, that constantly changes, right? And yeah. it, your palate, you know, it gets manipulated that way by what you're eating and, and drinking. Like, think about a steak dinner. If you're pairing a steak, a pour, and a cigar. Let's say I'm going, for my regular order, I'm going ribeye. I'm not a big filet guy. Not much flavor there. As far as beefiness, you know, that's my own thing. 
I you have the steak there, and then you'll have a side like asparagus, which is slightly acidic to help cut through the fat there. Yep. So it's like you're able to then have a clean palate every time you go back to that steak because you're eating asparagus that typically does have some sort of lemon juice or something on it to make it lighter and more refreshing. Like along with that, you need a pour that can hold up to this steak. Depending on how it's yeah. cooked, it's going to depend what that pour is. If that has touched any charcoal, has heavy sear marks on it, whatever, you're probably going to want something higher proof or something like an Isla Scotch. Yeah, yeah. so you're not going to go after like a, a Bernheim Weeder. No. Right? It's just not it's or an still Irish too or delicate. Or something like that. It's yeah. just too light. And after that, you're, you talk, like let's say you had a, a steak that has kissed a flame in some sort. Have that asparagus. You got your poor. Well, you want a cigar after dinner. I'm sorry, but your Connecticut is not going to show up. <laughs> no, like, that's it's, for sure. It's just not. Yep. Yeah. You're going to be smoking air, and you'll be sad about it. Well, and the, and the good thing about that, too, is if you just had a good meal with a big steak, even if you're a milder smoker, you can smoke something a little more full-bodied after a meal, and you're not going to get a buzz. Yeah. yeah. Like you might get it if you're on an empty stomach. I mean, and you're going to have still some of that fat from a ribeye coating your mouth mm -hmm. so something like some like one of my favorite things is something like a san andreas wrapper you're getting those chocolatey and coffee oh, yeah. notes it just going to accentuate it and, and it's a different it's a different note region than you've been in for the rest of that dinner like yeah. chances are whatever you're drinking doesn't have chocolatey or coffee notes or that steak We'll kind of have some of those darker tasting notes, but it's not going to be there. So you get into something that's spicy with those darker tasting notes. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's the this contrast one. stuff that you're really looking for, yeah. right? I mean, look, it's you have a big steak and everything. It, it, it's not to say that you that you can't have that Connecticut, but you better have something with it that helps everything kind of lighten up, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're yeah, having some that, sort of like lemon meringue that the sugar's a little bit less and you got those those yeah. egg whites on there, right? Oh, absolutely. Then suddenly you're like, okay, now I'm I'm pairing, you know, some some sort of, you know, lighter whiskey or, or yeah. other cocktail that that can make a big difference. Yeah, what you're doing is you're kind of cleansing your palate by doing that. Yeah, exactly. You know, going to a meringue or like, or even if you're doing like a, a fruity drink as you're finished, like a an old fashioned or something like that, that's going to kind of cleanse your palate from some of those fatty notes. Then you could get into a different cigar possibly, yeah. but. If you're doing a neat pour, you might not be able to do that. Other thing is, is a lot of times after I've had a dinner like that, I, my palate's just an overload. I'll have had quite a few drinks during it. Like you ate a freaking seafood tower, yep. you know, all oh, yeah. of the things. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to taste anything. What's my go-to? A drink like a Boulevardier. Mm. It's a Campari drink. It's, it is bitter, but it's not so bitter that it's going to blow your palate it just wakes something else up and kind of refreshes you so that like hey maybe i get a pour of like jack daniel single barrel after this i'm able to yeah. actually taste that now again or it's a good alternative maybe to an I espresso switch over. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah maybe i go to a cigar after this you know so yeah, i've got a go-to man i'm my absolute go-to is to get a good brandy or cognac hmm. with some fresh berries summer berries and some some sweet cream Ooh, and wow. that is just like I mean that that pairs so perfectly. Flavor and, overload and to me, almost. I mean, it, it not is. Overload, but in that case, pairing. like if you do a cigar with that, it's almost like the cigar becomes the palate cleanser 
from that, right? Because you've got a lot of these sweet Very elements cool. going yeah. on. Yeah. And so getting those things that have some more of the, the pepper or, um, you know, some of those dark chocolate, kind of the bittery notes that, yeah. you, that you're looking for. It, the cigar itself acts as the balance between what you're drinking and eating for dessert. Yeah. You know, that's something we, because we're doing pairings on here. That's something we ought to do when we get into summer and start smoking some meat out here is actually do a pairing with a, with a food, so whatever we're smoking that day. Yeah. hard part with a lot of smoked meat is you're talking like a perfectly done smoked brisket is dripping in fat. Yeah, but I'm mm-hmm. thinking like, like, like uh, Chris and Will's um, wings. Yeah, so Those wings like would be yeah. amazing. With that light seasoning they put on it, a pulled that would be pork. nice. Yeah, a pulled, pulled pork, pork could actually work because yeah, yeah. I mean, they got a fatty element to them, but it, it does not. It's I mean, not especially if like you're going to use something like a Carolina style barbecue sauce, yeah. which oh, has man. some of that acidity. Yes. it's gonna it's gonna help balance that out quite a bit. And uh, this segment brought to you by three fat guys that want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little truer than I would like yeah, to admit right yeah, now. I had we're all going to be hungry after this. Yeah, I love yeah. this shirt, but it, it shows off all my <laughs> my best features. I like it, yeah. though. Indie yeah. fuel, baby. Yeah, absolutely, man. We got a game tonight. We got we to gotta keep the win streak going. All Our right. win streak of one. One, nice. one right now. Nice. Yeah, yeah, but that's okay. It's better than the losing streak of four we were on previously. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. So all of that to say, just be mindful about what you're eating and what you're going to be doing. Like, if you want to fully experience a cigar, hey, maybe you shouldn't go to McDonald's, eat a Big Mac and a large fry, and like. No. I mean, my goal would be like, pray to God that Sprite I ordered is doing something to cleanse my palate. Yeah. But like, chances well, diet of- Sprite, because if you're eating a Big Mac and fries, you got to, you know, get those empty calories out of there with a, with a full Sprite. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, I'm <laughs> drinking regular. <laughs> hey, if you're going to go, if he's for already it, going in for the Big Mac well. and fries, yeah. Yeah. you yeah. might as well just commit. Uh, well, but- I do smoke cigars, you know, with, with kind of a purpose, right? Yeah. So it's, it's one of those, is this where I'm wanting to, to be critical or I'm wanting to think about it? It's a new cigar, and, you know, lots of times I'll go out and pick a new cigar as my first smoke when I come in here. Yeah. If I'm going to sit and have a couple. Yeah. My second and third, I'm going to things that I know. Yeah. Right? It's, I'm, I'm kind of done with the critical nature, and now I'm, I'm just going into full relax mode. You know? Yeah. I mean, come on. It's, it's a cigar lounge. You get yeah. to hang out with oh, your absolutely. friends and have some drinks, and, yeah. you know, after you get a couple bourbons in, at that point, you're just kind of like... I'm going to go with things that I'm I'm happy with, and I can sit here and not think about it. Yeah, I just I enjoy them; they're pleasant, and I'm I'm good with yeah. doing all the rest of the stuff. And, but uh, don't write a review on that third cigar you're doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's, that's I mean, what you don't do. And you and you see this. We've we've actually recorded before later in the evening where we've already had two or three cigars, and it's hard to pull notes. I mean, you really have to go with something really bold and strong at that point to even pull out the high notes. Like, I don't have an issue two, three cigars in product testing no, like, for stuff to come all. in. Not because a lot of times there are distinct flavors I'm looking for in the cigar. Like, I'm not going to write a review on that cigar, but if it doesn't have complexity like we like or if it's got a freaking brown paper bag note for the first inch of the cigar some vegetalness and some ammonia it's like it's not gonna last yeah, an inch I'm, yeah i'm glad i didn't start my day yeah on this. absolutely yeah well and that coming back to the cigar side of things i've been i've been listening to a lot of the interviews um there's probably 15 different 
podcasts and shows that are putting out interviews from the TPE show this last week. Yeah. It just blows my mind how many people are just blowing sunshine up the uh, the people that interviews asses when, like, one brand in specific, I'm not going to call them out. Luciano? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is, like, talking nice and nice about this guy and excited about everything he's doing, but the guy's an absolute asshole. He's treating, in a lawsuit with Ground Heads law, right now. In a lawsuit. He's doing crappy things. Even one of the guys that came on one of the podcasts with him was blowing sunshine up his ass, and he's the one that's been the most vocal about how bad this guy is, and he's going to be switched because this this company, I'm not going to say their name, this company is actually having their cigars made at Luciano's factory. He's been blasting the heck out Does of them ever since all the, Don't, no, no, don't do it. Don't, I don't want to call him out. But, you know, he was having them made there. Now, I mean, he's he may be stuck. I don't know what kind of contract he has with them, but I'm like, don't. I mean, this is all fake. People are listening to these shows to get real stuff. And, I mean, the same way with a crappy cigar. Don't smoke and see how great this cigar is on a podcast if it's your first time smoking it. You don't have to crap on it. I mean, you say, that's not my thing. Not my cup we don't ever. We don't even put cigars on here unless we know we like them. Well, and there's a big difference, right? Because when you're talking about a cigar, there's so many different elements. It's like, hey, you have a great tasting cigar. And it was falling apart in the first third of it. Exactly, right? yeah. Construction, or I had to relight it 40 times to, to keep it going, right? Yeah. So there's, there's other elements I cut there. the cap, and it just fell, fell off. apart. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's, you can be honest about it, right? You don't have to be mean or anything. No. It's just like, hey, look, I, this you got good stuff going on, but you've got to figure out how to make your cigars better. And well, luckily, we aren't doing cigar reviews here in the typical sense. No. All of these cigars, either Rob or I or both of us have said, yeah, that deserves a spot in our humidor. We like those. Yeah. Yeah. And you I'll know. never put it. I'll, I'll ne- well, I can't say never, but I typically would never put on a new cigar that we've never smoked mm. or said, let's, let's smoke this on the show for the first time and pair it. I mean, you don't know what you're pairing at that point, first of all. And I don't want to sit here and crap on someone that it's their baby and it's their brand. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to crap on them because someone obviously likes them or they wouldn't have a brand selling them. Yeah. So, things but, said in private versus yeah, things exactly. said in public. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just got to the second third of this, and I'm getting some transitions that are quite oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, getting? I'm, I'm getting a little bit more uh, chocolate note, which I did not expect out of this. Um, I would call it more of like a a peppery milk chocolate. Which is, mm. yeah, I know it's really nice. That, it's that uh, creamy red smoke. pepper it is, is very laying creamy. on the back of my palate right yeah. now. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's distinctly in the retro hill. Like this is not a, like this cigar is spicy through and through. Yeah. Um, which mm. you, which if you've smoked it, the knuckle sandwich Habana, you know that spice in the retro hill. This is just the same. It's very similar to that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't not, know if it's as spicy as the Habano, but it's definitely up there. I can't do the retro hell on demand. It's always kind of accidental, but yeah. I've managed to get it a couple times. And yeah, yeah man, it just yeah. absolutely hits you. And I, it is definitely more red pepper in the retro hell to me, but I find it to be more kind of the um, black pepper or um, in some cases kind of chili pepper hmm. on the palate. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 And that crushed red pepper obviously is a it's kind of its own unique animal, right? Yeah. And it's also it's also getting very leathery right now, too, for me. I could see that. Getting a lot of leather on the tongue. And Isaiah's over there thinking I wrecked my palate this morning. Doesn't know I'm what I'm not talking over about. Here thinking I'm, <laughs> I'm tasting McDonald's sausage <laughs> exactly. and egg right now. 
So, Scott. Yes, sir. It's your first time on the show. It is. I got two questions. Maybe it's six Maybe questions. Somewhere you. in there. Okay, great. All okay. right, bring it. So, uh, budget, everyday, special occasion, and it, both for cigars and whiskey. Like, a budget pour, something that you, that you always keep. It's your well bottle. Everyday is something it could be that you're going to right now. Special occasion could be I've only ever had the opportunity to have this once, but if it was if it was available, this is what I want for like my anniversary for for big milestones. So same for cigars. Like in budget doesn't have to be like, oh, here's my five dollar stick. Right, I always right. smoke. It's yep. just like what is what's a cigar you don't feel bad about smoking and putting out? You know, yep. what's yep. your what's your everyday cigar? If you if you have no clue what else to smoke, what are you smoking that day? And then what's your special occasion? All right, so let's start kind of on the uh, the whiskey side of things because I think you know whiskey the the budgets have kind of changed. Um, I've yeah, been I've been drinking bourbon since I mean fifteen, um, not legally, but you 21, know twenty one of course twenty one yeah um, and you know I mean I started out with with Jim Beam, but the funny thing is being a, a young guy and and liking bourbon when, I mean, this was before any of the bourbon craze, right? I'm 43, yeah. so yeah. so this is a long time ago, and that was when you could still walk in and find any of the, the antique collection, you know, and there'd be boxes of them sitting there. And yeah. at the time, of course, I wasn't going to spend 120 bucks on a bottle of whiskey. Um, but, uh, you know, to me now, if I just look at kind of my my go-to, I like things that are, are uh, you know, on the higher proof side. So like a Russell's Reserve. Yeah. Um, is is pretty good. I always enjoy that. There's a lot of barrel picks out there, so you can get some so really unique that? elements. That would be kind of like just a. I can go to it anytime, any day. That's just a. So that's like, like that's like my my kind of just entry level, you know. And and you can find those for relatively inexpensive. Yeah, I mean, they're in the. They're like seventy to ninety. Oh no, the dude. I'm finding you no. Know, if you go to some of these places, you can find them forty five forty five dollars. I'm talking the Russell's Reserve ten year. Oh ten. Oh ten. ten. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. the Russell's Reserve ten year. Yeah, My apologies. Like, so I, I guess I should be more. No, yeah, you're, you're going up on me. No, come yeah. on, man. I'm I'm saying just the Russell's Reserve ten. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of variations yeah. variations in them, so there I like is. that. Yeah. Now my my one that's like that's not my daily drinker but it is my go-to that's that's not special occasion or anything i still gotta go with the old forester 1920 yeah, yeah. you know I'm i mean it's 60 you. bucks a bottle it's it's just a little bit on the higher end for what a lot of people prefer to spend on any kind of daily drinker but it's fantastic and it's available everywhere everywhere yeah and, and i love that right when they came yeah. out with that i think they they said they got third in the world spirits competition in san francisco yeah. with that and they deserve it yeah and mm -hmm. first and second I don't even think you can find them. There were some some one-offs or something that year. So the fact that you get that and you can find it on the shelf all the time is is incredible. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll tell you outright, but I want to add commentary onto my special occasion. Okay. Okay. Because my special occasion would be a, a Thomas H. Handy. Okay. Right? Nice. And it, which is a rye. I know it's not a bourbon, but no. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. But that's that's absolutely my like if I if I see it and it's you know not outrageous. I will usually get it from one year to the next. And I know there's some changes, you know, all yeah. the time happening. So some years are better than others. But um, I just really, really like that product. Uh, that being said, you know, I, I think that, that all people that discover bourbon, 
they go through some transition stages, right? right? We all find that, hey, you're the Blanton stuff is like, oh, that's, that's everything. And everybody goes chasing after it. And then you mm-hmm. kind of grow up a little bit. And, and then you start, you know, branching out and you find some of the, the antique collection or pappies and some of these things that you just hear about. And then you get to try them and, and uh, you're exploring some of the, the unique Jack Daniels lines. That to me is kind of like the intermediate bourbon drinker, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're still getting the stuff that's kind of the mainstream. Where I'm at now, when I'm going special occasion, I'm going out and seeking people's palates and their single barrels to see if my palate matches theirs. Yeah. And if what they like and what they pick is what I like. Because then I'm going to go seek out those bottles, right? Whether it's a club or an individual or a store or whatever it may be. And to me, that's, that's more special occasion because I think you're getting something that is completely unique and you may never be able to get it again. Yeah, and what's I mean, more special than it that? It tops on a barrel proof, uh, on a barrel proof whiskey. You're talking 220 bottles out of a 53 gallon barrel, and that's like if the barrel was perfectly sealed the and, entire time, nobody leaked nothing. out of it. Yeah. Like, so yeah, it, you're talking realistically. You're talking like 160, 180 bottles out of that. Yep. Typically. Which is less than you'll. Less than goes out to the market for a lot of those huge special releases. Exactly. Well, and that's a great tip that that you just said. Um, if going finding people that are they're like like Fred Minnick or Alan Bishop or some of these guys that put out lists and it's like you try some of the barrel picks that they claim or they pick maybe it's somebody you know that picks barrels. Yeah. You find someone and you find what you really like from them. It's going to make you go back to that same guy that's picking because he's got a palate similar to yours. Now all of a sudden you're you're wide open on a bunch of you're different You're not picks. chasing bottles. You're, you're cha- chasing what the palate picks. is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Speaking that's of a great way to do chasing it. bottles and I'm kind of interrupting it's your okay. segment. Yeah. No, no, no. Um one of the bottles I've been on the lookout for like the past 4 months has been the Old Forester single barrel barrel proof rye. Oh yeah, I've that's, I've seen that. That's out the there, green yeah. bottle. And uh secondary is like 220 but I had never been able to try one. Yeah, I've I've not seen. Wasn't I, that a distillery only release? Uh, some of them did make it out to the stores. Okay, so it's it looks like an old Forester single barrel barrel proof, which is typically the blue label, except it's green. Green. Um, mm. That's a bottle that I have thought about many times. Like, man, I'm sure I would like that. I'm sure I would like that. I was in Nashville last week, got the opportunity to try it. It sucked. Oh, oh man. <laughs> and, oh, that's uh, such a disappointment. Uh, it's not a disappointment to me, man. Like, it was one of those bottles that, like, had me gassing. Like, I really, just looking at the label, loving Old Forester, uh, loving Rise, I thought, this is going to be all the way up my alley. Like, yeah. and there's a lot of bottles that come out like that, but I was able to try it at a friend's house. He had one open. And I said, you care if I try it? He said, oh, absolutely not. He said, you won't be impressed by it. And mm. he was correct. I was not impressed by it. Yeah. Was, uh, was Isaiah? Yeah. Which yeah. he knows your palate. So he knew you didn't like yeah. it right off the bat. So See, that's that's the second and only the second Old Forester product I've ever heard anybody comment on. The other one I've had is their birthday bourbon. Yeah. And I know that's sought after a lot, but I have to admit, I've not found a single release of that that I really care for. I've only had two, and I wasn't impressed with either yeah. one, especially uh, for the price point. And, and again, it's, you know, it's a palate thing, which is why I'm yeah. now chasing, you know, the, the palate. But I think a lot of times, those bottles like a birthday bourbon or like your pappies, those become more of a status symbol than they become 
actual. Yeah. Yeah. Like whiskey. Somebody was kind enough to let me try a Pappy 15, and I thought to myself, huh, okay. That's basically where I was with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's a solid pour. Um, I don't think it was balanced in any way. I think it was too low proof. Like, it's 107 proof. Happy yeah. Van Winkle 15. And, like, it just didn't do anything special for me. So like, They came from a whatever. time when there wasn't a huge bourbon selection, and yeah. so those were the, the special releases, right? Yeah. And, and now we're very fortunate that there's been such a growth in the bourbon market that, that there's more unique stuff coming out, right? Yeah. The Wood Hats and... And some of these, you know, really kind of out there brands that now we're starting to see so much special stuff. And and that's why I say the people that make that transition, yeah. that get past the kind of general release, yeah, that's general. when they really start to grow. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Now, so cigars. Cigars. Okay. So um, it's kind of funny, Mike. My, my, um, I don't even smoke as much as I used to. Because I'm here all the time, and and you don't sell this one. Um, <laughs> Not yet. I um, but the uh, the Oliva Serie V, um, uh, Milano, uh, the Milano is is just kind of a like that's one I can always turn to, and, and I like it because again, like the old Forester, it's everywhere, right? Yeah. It's it's not. A particularly, you know, boutique brand of any type, um, and it's kind of readily available. So, um, you know, if I'm on vacation, I find myself, you know, without, or I'm, I'm, you know, out somewhere, and and that's available. Man, that's that's a pretty easy one just to go grab out of the box and feel real good about. Yeah. Um, boy, it, for a, 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 let's see here, probably budget. You know, I, I don't know that I really have a budget cigar. Okay. Um, I think I really buy into to Rob's mantra of, you know, life is is too short to, to smoke cheap cigars. Um, not to, to, you know, badmouth anybody else in that respect, but, sure. you know, I'm not smoking eight cigars a day, right? If I'm yeah. fortunate and I'm able to smoke a couple cigars a day, I'm very, very happy. Um, and I'll go two or three days if the weather's really bad, if it's, you know, Sunday and Monday and Rob's not open or I'm, I'm out somewhere and too busy with work, then, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go stop off at some gas station and grab whatever they have out of their little, yeah. you know, desktop or uh, tabletop humidor there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather be able to enjoy it. You know, there's a, I think smoking cigars is something that I do very deliberately um, to be around people and, and yeah. to enjoy the company and, and most of all take time. Because you have to take time yeah. to smoke a cigar. Yeah. So that's, that's I'm, I really don't have a good answer for you on that one. It's all right. But the special occasion, um, and and I really like special occasions. Yeah. If I can find a special occasion, <laughs> yeah. I, I try, right? I've heard you love um, throwing parties. I, I do throw some some pretty significant parties. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, if it doesn't reach 200 people, it's disappointing. <laughs> uh, but the year of the ox, man, yeah. I, I am just... I am just such a fan of that thing. Still it got is, a box on that. I know you do. Yeah, I, and I, a whole <laughs> box. Man, yeah, that's tempting. It is good. Um, 20% off, baby. It's a good sale. That's Man, a good that's sale. a really good sale. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm glad my wife is not watching this, right? <laughs> Sorry, Janelle. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, I, I really like cigars that transition. Um, if I, Especially if I'm, if I'm wanting to pay attention. If it's not, I'm just... Sitting there on my second or third cigar, I don't care as much. But yeah. when I'm just wanting to sit on my back porch and, and just really, you know, dive into something, that, that cigar to me is just 
spectacular. And the Year of the Ox, for those who don't know, that's La Galera. Um, it, it was a special release cigar last year that they put out, and it's it's a big cigar. I mean, it's it's like smoking two cigars, which means it's really a value at, at what at 20, twenty bucks, twenty two bucks, whatever it is. Yeah. It's definitely a value for that because I mean, all, I like haven't you said, gotten... all the trans. It's not it's not like transitioning third to third. It's it's like. Four or five transitions. I would agree with that very yeah. much. It's, and, it's so big, and it's like a three-hour smoke. Yeah, easy. Yeah, sometimes four for me. Yeah, yeah. It, I have smoked it while driving, and I'll get over three hours out of it. It's first of all, that's kind of a hard cigar to have in the car because of its length, but uh, it's really nice to not have to light another one. Yeah, like halfway through, which <laughs> makes sense why truck drivers smoke a lot of those six sixty, seven seventies, and eight eighties because. You light it up. And a you lot on the of road. those giant ring gauges just fall apart, though. Like they flake. Yeah, I'm not a yeah. fan of the the, the really big. Yeah, ring but gauges. if you're driving a truck and it's somebody else's truck, I you guess. don't care if it yeah. flakes True. everywhere. I, I care in my car. <laughs> of course, my car is a mess as it is, but like it's I don't want back. ash everywhere too. Nah, <laughs> no. If I smoke in my truck right now, Janelle will kill me. Oh yeah. <laughs> Since I just got that truck, yeah, she's she's gonna make me make it last for oh, a while. How long, do you, how long do you have to wait before you can smoke in it? Oh man, I'm I'm betting I'm gonna have to go a year. Hey, Brad. Oh man. Oh, I just called somebody out and I'm out of whiskey. It's all good. Oh, get your pour. Get, get some more here. We got. More. All right, all right. Good to see you, buddy. That's a, a friend and a, a customer of mine. Thank you. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm really, really, really hoping that that Peach Street shows up before we get it's going. It's not looking like it. We it's were, not we were waiting good. on FedEx, um, but I'm He's really always. You need more? Or are you good for now? I'm good. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I am really excited about I getting that excited. one in for God, sure. I am excited. I can't wait to try it at one twenty two point four. Yeah. You know, it's. Mm. I do want to bring up um, since we're talking about barrel picks and, and that one coming in. Obviously, this week, and, and everybody that's watching this next week is going to be disappointed, but you did bring back the one case of your first barrel pick. Yeah. And, and going back to that, man, that is that was a really excellent whiskey. It, it's you pretty know, special. You know, that's where Rob and I met. Yeah. Really? Was oh, on I that did not know pick. that. Wow. Okay. Everybody else liked a different barrel, and Rob and I were like, this is the best one. you got to be kidding me. And later, Rob said... Don't worry, man. I'm buying that for my shop. I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, you have a shop? I'm like, yeah, Cigar Whiskey Legend. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. It's like the next day or two, you came up here, and we sat outside. place hadn't even been built out yet. I yeah. mean, we just took it possession of the building. It was a building. And he, we're outside in the, in the front I brought on lawn chairs. A whole oh. crate of whiskey. It oh, was wow. just like, yo, check this out. We sat out in the parking lot in lawn chairs and smoked two or three cigars. And just drank. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's where we bonded was over that bottle, and uh, yeah, we next weekend. I mean, it'll be hard pressed if we have any left by next weekend. Yeah. But we might, we might still. Yeah. But it's um, it's definitely really good. Yeah, yeah. All all the barrel picks you've had in here have been really fantastic. They they really have, and they're all been pretty different too. And Peach Street's gonna be no different, and the Spirits of French Lick will be no different. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm excited about that one. I am too. I'm am really too. pumped about that one. I need to, I need to get back on drinking some of that Butcher Town brandy and yeah, yeah, get back into that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so this is the guy that got me connected with the Butcher Town brandy, which I, I think I told you this. Alan Bishop, the guy at yeah. French Lick, is the one that was on the Butcher Town brandy when he was with with uh, Copper, Copper and Kings. Kings. Yep. Yeah, so you know you. 
you know he knows how to make brandy. Yes, there is no question. If you haven't had the Butcher Town, it is. It's good. It's spectacular. If you get a chance to get down there, that, yeah. I really loved the tour. Um, it just blew my mind when they said, yeah, we don't rotate our barrels. We just shake them with subwoofers at night. Just crank the music up. Nice. And that was pretty awesome. I'd never heard of that before. Yeah. And then having the ability to fill your own bottle straight from a barrel. So they you know, had a Sierra Nevada stout. And they had filled it with their brandy, and then you no, go wow. ahead and you know pull out your own bottle. It was, it was a fun experience. That is pretty cool. Yep, that is cool. I don't, Kevin. Obviously, this is the featured stick. It is. Yep. Yep. For for our next week's show. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yep. What is it? It's the chef special from Espinosa and Guy Fieri, the knuckle sandwich. Yep. What are the notes? It's gonna be. I mean, it's it's got the it's a habano. So you're gonna get that habano spice, just like the other habano. Can you have it on the yeah, it's in there too. So yeah, it's really good cigar. Yeah, medium full. All right. Yeah, you guys talked about having to touch up. I'll tell you, this thing burned. I dead I actually even. didn't end up needing to touch nope. up. After, like, I touched up one time. It was just because I had to recut it. But oh, other than gotcha. that, it's been good. Yep. Yeah. A little offset on the draw at the yeah. beginning. Mm -hmm. yep. I'm intrigued by them saying they don't rotate because they shake them with subwoofers, like. A lot of time, barrel rotation isn't to re-wet a barrel, which I imagine you could accomplish with subwoofers. Yeah. Well, they don't but, have temperature fluctuation because okay. they're, they're aging be, underground. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Since no it's brandy, they, no they, yeah. exactly. They, it's just not the, the same process, right? They're yeah. not, they don't want the heavy elements of the barrel in there. Um, even with the finishes, I mean, brandy is so... Um, you know, kind of light in flavor yeah. anyway. It's it's not like you're getting something real big and aggressive. Yeah. Um, I think the only reason the Butcher Town really stands up to uh, most of your bourbons is because it is barrel proof. Yeah. Which is not common, right? No, I mean, right. Brandies, your cognacs. And right, same by thing. barrel proof, it's high proof. Oh, it's yeah. What so is it's it? Like I think 126, 125, somewhere. Oh, in that I range? thought it hit 130. Did it? No, uh, I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I know. I think their target is 135. I can tell you most of the time. So it is 124 proof. 124, okay, okay. Yep, yep. gotcha. So, I mean, it is common practice amongst bourbon, unless you're a big brand, to rotate your barrels because you're kind of worried about the stuff up top, especially if you're in a warmer climate like Tennessee or Kentucky. Stuff up at the top of the rake house is going to leach out all the water, and you don't want that proof to keep going up because that brings other issues in later. Yeah. And the stuff at the bottom of the rickhouse typically will will lose ethanol. Like, that's what's seeping mm -hmm. out of the barrel. Unless you're at a place like uh, George Dickel uh, over at, over at uh, Cascade Hollow. They have what would have been described to me as mud floor rickhouses. So it is such a moist environment in there that they are all just leaching ethanol. Hmm. Oh, wow. Which is uh, an interesting thing, but that's why you can have some 17-year George Dickles come out at, like, 97 proof. Interesting. And they're pretty close to cash strength at that point, and drink, like, like mouthfeel everything, finish is like a barrel proof. But, like, over at Jack Daniels, they don't rotate their barrels because they don't care. Like, they don't have to. Right. Yeah. Their number one product is old number seven. And there are thousands and thousands of barrels that go into a batch of old number seven. Yeah. They're so, going for that one specific flavor. That's it. Yep, yeah. Yep. I mean, and they'll pull special releases out of those rick houses, and, and sure, they can definitely produce that. But 
Man, your number one product from there is old number seven. Yeah. You can you can blend those barrels however crazy tasting they might be to that to that profile just because you have so many yeah. to work with. Well, I'm impressed that they've been able to maintain that. I've got a a cousin of mine gave me, she found it at a garage sale, one of these old porcelain Jim Beam bottles. Yeah. And it I mean it had the tax stamp on it. Oh wow. Now my she also got one from my cousin and his did not so it gotten some air into it and he said that he thought that it was different than original jim beam but when i cracked mine because i don't collect bottles i i drink bourbon right um so when i cracked mine and tasted it i was like this is like a mid-70s and i mean this was a year ago it tasted like jim beam yeah and wow. it, that was really impressive actually i mean you can like jim beam or not like jim beam but to be able to maintain a consistent flavor profile with all the variations and palettes for your tasters and, yeah. and blenders. And, and I'm sure Damn. if you were to do a direct side-by-side, -side, you notice some difference. I'm sure there but would it, be. It's, yep. I, I have had a lot of those uh, Jim Beam decanters. Like one of my buddies, he has one that's in a cat-shaped porcelain <laughs> container. And there's <laughs> one that's a duck. And yep. there's a turkey one. But And, of course, you got to remember this is, a, this is a time in whiskey in America where everyone was drinking clear spirits. Yeah. yeah. So they had to do stuff in the canners to be able to stand out and like actually get people to buy their product. Yeah. So, it's amazing bourbon survived the 70s, to be honest. I mean, oh, it nobody is. was drinking it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, well, some of them are absolutely tainted and just nasty. Yeah, yeah. and you have to watch and, out because some of those decanters have some... Lead. Some lead in them. Yeah, yeah so but you got to be cautious. You can actually uh, get the lead test strips at like Lowe's and Home Depot. To, but hey, a little little bit's not killing it. No, nah. no. Uh, um, I mean, if you sit down and drink the whole bottle in one shot, then I don't know, maybe you might maybe have, have a rough a, couple issue. days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it is it is really impressive how these heritage distilleries like they have their signature today, and it's just exactly like it used to be. Back then, like those those old beam decanters still have that Jim Beam peanutty brown sugar yep, quality. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just there. Yeah. 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 And that's you know, you, you bring up the really good point. They don't have to worry about rotating barrels. Uh -uh. They don't have to move them at all. So this this cigar is getting into a lot of that rye toast right now. Oh, I can see that. Um Really nice. I mean, a lot of times if you're like, I, I feel like I'm over puffing. I'm trying to catch up with, with Scott over here. Uh, yeah, I do. I you. always smoke fast. But, I'm, um, I'm terrible about it. But I, I'm, I, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm getting any of the char like you normally get when you start <laughs> over puffing it. But it's um, definitely got that rye toast. The pepper is kind of laying in there too. Um, I think my pepper's is dying a little, little bit. I think my pepper's kind of. I haven't really retro. I need to retrohale again. Mine. I'm just getting the pepper on the tongue. It's like it's like the flavor of black pepper, not the spice. Gotcha. Yep. The the whiskey for me has transitioned to almost a kind of a more floral, honey type sweetness. Yeah. I, it's definitely not, sweeter than it was for yeah, sure. Yeah. It's but it's not a a dark caramelized sugar sweetness. It's kind of that natural. Like, it's almost. Um, not not maple, but they're um, like a, almost like a kind of a molasses maybe. Hmm. Uh, maybe hmm. that's just the right toast in me thinking about that too. I don't know. But there's a sweetness there that's not quite honey, not quite maple, but something there that I'm I'm enjoying. Yeah. Hey Lisa, could you please bring me a water when you get a chance? 
Thank you so much. Uh, no, just water is fine. Because hydration. Back in my throat oh, there. yeah. Hydration is important, too. <coughs> yeah, it is. Especially <coughs> after a McDonald's mm. breakfast sandwich. Right, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hydrate after all that sodium. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dry out. Yeah, I'm uh, with you, funny. Rob. I, I did the unsweet tea. So, you know, I, I don't do those empty calories. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I did I did learn something this morning. What's that? So I went out and had uh, had lunch, which my granddaughter's lunch is at 1030 in the morning. And who hurt she, her? Oh, it's kindergarten. So they start them first at 1030 for the breakfast or for, gotcha. for the lunch. So she wanted Chick-fil-A. So I'm like, oh, I'll go down and get Chick-fil-A. She likes the, the grilled chicken nuggets and stuff. They don't serve those. So you had to get a basically a grilled chicken patty from breakfast with no bun. So you get these two little chicken patties with some hash browns and fruit. I'm like, this little bitty amount of food for 15 bucks. And I'm like, but it was it was a blast. She had a blast. We're sitting out there and everybody's walking by. So we we started we started a game. Uh, this probably isn't a good game to start with a kid, but we started a game that every time one of the people went by and said, "Oh, you got Chick Fil A? I'm jealous." We take a drink or or uh, take a bite of food. <laughs> Luckily, she was drinking unsweet tea and I was drinking right. unsweet tea, so yeah. it was all right. But. Yeah, so she's now got she's in on the drinking you're, game. You're prepping her for college already. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> what a great so, yeah. influence. <laughs> oh yes, she will. Kayla will be very happy. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. My little, it, it'll my little be fun when she finds out because because she tells her mom you oh, know about this oh, or she will. or just does the game one time. Hey mom, let's do <laughs> hey, this mom. game. Yeah, you no. Know, someone says Chick Fil A. She's gonna say, "Drink, mom, drink." <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you learn that from? <laughs> Rob plays drinking games with his grandkids. Yes. Hey, she's six. Come on. Ah. Start him at some point. Yeah. Hey, I have had a kegerator in my house forever. And I had my kids at three filling filling beers for me out of the, the kegerator. And they didn't even touch it to drink it until they were 21. Yeah, of course not. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. that's, that's absolutely <laughs> true. But I was. it was funny because they would start, you know, people would come over. Do you want a beer? Oh, and that's they're funny. they're like, uh, yeah, it's a little so weird. Go over to the kegerator and it comes five year old stumbles over. Exactly, and they got exactly you know one finger worth of foam on the beer. It's just poured perfectly. It's like hey, that's you can't get that good in a bar. Training right. these kids for pita. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, that's great. You can't work anywhere else. I'm sure you'll be able to pour Bud Light at a pita. Exactly. Yep. That's funny. Yeah. That, yeah. That's why, and you and I have both talked about this. Like, you know, the the people that are very strict with their kids and are like, no, no alcohol in the house, and don't be around alcohol and stuff like that. I feel like all that does is it trains kids to when they hit the time where they can do it, or when they're in high school and they can find someone to buy it for them. Yeah, they're just sneaking in stuff. It's like, make it normal. I mean, if you make it normal when you're if you're if you drink, obviously if you're getting hammered in front of your kids, you got a problem. Well, it. It's one of those things that frustrates me, um, and not to get you know into any kind of politics or anything, but from a state law perspective, that Indiana is one of 16 states that does not allow anyone under the age of 21 to drink, period. Yeah. But, you know, the rest of them, 34 of them, do have some sort of exception, whether it's, you know, 18 years and... Yeah, and in home, in home with kind your of parents. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's really important, you know, education about it. I, I used to brew a lot of beer, right? Yeah. Home brewer. 
And I would have both my daughters out there and they'd be helping me. And to be honest, it really helped them in school because I was talking about biology, yeah, right? And, and you're talking about yeast and how it interacts and the fact that it's a living organism that is, you know, consuming food and, and we like what it puts off, right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's, and they, they also, you know, they're like, yeah, daddy likes poop water, you know? It's, yeah, it's oh, kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, but, yeah. But yes, I do, okay? You made some terrible <laughs> beers. Uh, hey, <laughs> I've made some good ones, too. I've been all right. Um, Everybody that brews has made at least one terrible oh, beer in their life. I've made more than one, that's for yep. sure. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, it's it was a fun and interesting process to be able to do it and a lot of fun to share it with my kids yeah, growing yeah. up. Yeah, I just think that, I mean... And I don't know if you guys saw this law. I don't know. I can't remember. We talked about this maybe on Wednesday. And if we did, I'm sorry, guys. But California is pushing a law right now through where anybody born after 2006, if that goes through, can never buy tobacco for the rest of their life. In California. In California. Yeah. I'm like, what? Are, who are they saving? It's like, you know, now, now. Do they need another reason to move out choices. of California? Exactly. <laughs> It's like we're adults. We can make our own choices. I mean, there's, you know, you, you can get you can get on the whole cannabis things all you want to and stuff. It's tobacco, it's beer. I mean, what, what are they going to do next? Well, after after a certain age, you can't drink anymore. No like, salt. That's it. No, yeah, no salt. <laughs> well, I mean, New York tried to do no sodas. Yeah. Years yeah. ago, and that kind of failed pretty hard. But I'm like, quit policing people and stuff that really didn't matter. Didn't prohibition and, teach us this lesson? You'd think. You'd think. Yeah. The underground soda ring of <laughs> yeah. New York City. Dude, I need my fix. Can I get some, co can I get some Coke? Hey, they were, a, uh, a cola. The, isn't, isn't like straws, aren't they uh, at least plastic straws? I think they're illegal in, yeah. in California. I do yeah. doubt I'm, that I'm sure that there's an underground, you know, plastic straw hey, smuggling we're doing, group. We're doing our part here at Final Third. We have agave straws. Which actually, Ooh, those are some of the best go. alternative they straws. They are. are they, they don't break yep. down until they're in whatever, landfill, landfill yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are great straws. They are good straws. Yeah. My problem is with the, most of the paper ones, you just regret using it. You after do. like five minutes, you're like, I this... It tastes like paper. It's uh, falling yeah, apart yeah. inside the yeah. cup. And yeah. yeah. If they're going to drop off paper straws, I'm usually like, would you just leave like six of those? Because yeah. as soon as this starts to taste like paper... It's getting replaced. Honestly, usually if they drop those, I just take the cap off the the cup and just drink right. it. Yeah. I can't take stand paper straws. Take the cap off your sippy cup. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> I tell you what, I when I was in Nashville, everybody switched over. Like for the iced coffee drinks, they switched over to all of these uh, no straw lids. Well, the idea of it's great, but the factor, like the actual form of these no like no straw lids basically leaves you with a puddle of your drink on top on top of the Ooh, lid no, after that's every not sip good. like you got to slurp it off and yeah. I was like surely someone's created something better like it is easier to drink out of this with no lid and maybe that's the goal <laughs> i mean come on man what last time we went to the moon was like 40 years ago so obviously we're we must be on a downward trend here wait a minute did did we go to the moon I, I mean, did we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh that's goodness. something we ought to get into one day is conspiracy mm -hmm. theories. That's, there's so many oh, fun conspiracy theories out there. Hey, I've got some family members that you could bring on as special oh, guests. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sure. sure we probably all do, right? <laughs> yeah. You go to the family reunion, there's that one person that's that like, 
We're being watched right now, man. Right now. Right right now. If somebody wants to sponsor a segment, we could do a conspiracy theory segment. That would be fun. And just read one of the posts on r slash conspiracy theories on Reddit. Oh, oh, yeah. Dude, those are gold. They're great. And a lot of times, like, you'll be so far into it, you're like, holy crap, yeah. And then at the end of it, you're like, what the, what did I just read? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember as a kid listening, you know, you'd be on like a late car ride home from, you know, some friend's house or something with your parents and there was a radio show on, what was that, late night? It was on from like two to four and the guy was a real big alien, big AM radio. I, for, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, I'm sure there's some folks no, on, the, on the podcast, but yeah, um, it was on for like 25 years and it was all conspiracy and aliens. Oh, and that's cool. Yeah, it was, it was hilarious. I, I, I dig listening to that stuff. It was it's fun. Hilarious. Yeah, it was a fun but, show. But the problem you have is a lot, of, well, Lisa's going to ding me for saying the problem is, but ding. you have so many people out there that everything they hear is, is true. Yeah. I mean, it's like all the political stuff is like if you're right wing and you're watching Fox News, then oh my gosh, you know. Clintons are selling kids outside of a pizza joint. <laughs> and if you're right. left wing, it's like, oh my God, Trump is on the island, you know, seducing young children. I'm like, guys, come on. They were all there together. They were all there together. <laughs> they were Everybody all was on Epstein's island. Exactly. Right, right. Selling pizza and yeah. kids, yeah. whatever it took. But, but yeah, it's we, just like, it's like all these things, like people people believe what they hear. It doesn't matter what it is. And it's the same way with conspiracies. People jump down the the rabbit hole, and as soon as you're in, I mean, that's why Flat Earth is still out there. It's like, yeah, so many people are like, the logic sounds clear. It has to be true. I'm like, anybody can can um, can get people to believe something based on a few things they can say. Come on. Really? Hey, hey, you know, I... A little critical thinking. I actually found it funny. I've... I've have you guys heard of the, the chemtrail? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. the chemtrail thing. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is they actually found out that there was some impact... Um, but from engines, right? Oh, shocker. If you burn fossil fuels, then there is things that come off of that, right? Yeah. Huh. Actual like chemicals and things because it's a chemical process. Huh, yeah. Who would have guessed? And when you see a jet in the air and, and there's stuff coming out from behind it, it's happening because the engine is burning, right? Yeah. Now, we know it's, it's condensation. Sure. But now they can prove, hey, chemtrails are real because chemicals are coming off of those yeah. engines. Well, so well, yeah, they they are. It has happened the entire time that they've been burning fuel. And the, and you know the rabbit hole on that one is everyone, they're they're putting chemicals in these things to to control the masses, and then the government finally comes out and says, yeah, we actually did some of this, and they're like, see, we told you it was true. We told you it was. <laughs> they didn't say they were putting chemicals in there to control us, guys. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. different. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Hey, a conspiracy theory only works if it has a shred of truth to oh, it. There's, oh, there's right? always a little yeah. truth. There's yeah. got to be some. Yeah. Balloons. <laughs> that, that being said, I would way rather somebody be a conspiracy theorist than believe our government 100% That's, outright. Uh, yeah, yeah. We yeah. should all be a little bit skeptical all the time. Yeah. There's a little healthy skepticism. Yeah. 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 I, I, uh, I learned my lesson. Um, I was down in... I think it was in Mexico, and I went to a cigar shop, and it seemed like a, an actual pretty good, you know, kind of cigar shop. It, mm -hmm. it seemed like this was a legit place, and um, they had Partius there, right? So yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll take a box. 
I will happily do that again, except I will tell him, I will buy the entire box, but you let me cut one cigar open before you charge me. Because then I get back and I look up, okay, how do you know if it's a, a fake Cuban, right? And this was, I don't know, a decade ago or something. Yeah. And, of course, I, I cut one of mine, you know, one of these precious Cubans that I was able to get back into the country. Uh-huh. And it was... You know, it was the, the cuttings. It was the floor sweepings. Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. Yep. Which means it was still from still there. Still Cuban tobacco. And still Cuban tobacco. And but some Cuban hair. And, and it was exact. <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, I'm, I'm smoking my, my first cup on the draws. Kind of tough, yeah. right? And, and of course, you know, when it's all the cuttings from the floor and you got it all is. that stuff in there. So, you know, you, you kind of, you, you learn your lessons a little bit along the way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, that, and that's another thing. A lot of people go to Mexico and they think, Oh, I'm buying Cubans. I'm bringing them back. Mexico has the same laws that in, that America has that they will not do any trading with Cuba. So you're not getting Cuban cigars in Mexico, even though you can buy a Cuban cigar in Mexico. Yep. yep. So it is what it is. You know, you actually can buy just about anything in Mexico. You can. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just, just like I mean, here, black tar heroin. Find, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Some real shady stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Black, black, white, and green. It all goes there. <laughs> it all goes there. <laughs> I got two words for you. Made in America. <laughs> Made in America. <laughs> Who yeah. said that, Isaiah? I'm not going to tell you. Your president did <laughs> say uh, that. Not you, my president. Your president said that. That's funny, man. Oh, Just two words. Just two words, man. Yep. yep. And he legitimately <laughs> said, I have two words for you. And I'd like to say he didn't even stumble out of that, but he stumbles in every speech. So it's not like he, I mean, there's, there's stumbling. Lots yep. of stumbling. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Anybody getting any changes here as we get down to uh, the final third? I'm just not quite there yet, but I'm getting there. I definitely am. It is. Uh, it's like rye toast, but it's yeah. sweetening up for me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the um, some of the, the pepper elements, I, I guess to your point, Rob, it's continued to, to develop more of um like when you get like a pepper steak and there's that hint of sweetness that yeah, comes from the black yeah. pepper yeah, versus but, the spice. But, savory. And it's not char. Like no, not Some at all. cigars, and even in a well-blended cigar, you can get towards the final third and you're getting more of like, a, oh, somebody burnt this toast, you yeah. know? Yeah. Which still a welcome flavor in a cigar. It is. This is yes. not that, though. It is. It's still... Uh, it's still toasted, but it's not it's not charred right now for me. Palette definitely toward the back of my palate. There's that pepper note in there. It is it just kind of lingers. And uh the whiskey's getting a little bit sweeter, but it it's, is. it's a really gentle uh it is. really gentle sweetness on Well, it. and I, I'm almost equating the, the taste on the whiskey now is like I I'm still getting like a hint of the maple, but it's like it's like watered down maple because it's a thinner. It's not the thickness hmm. of a maple, but it's like a watered down maple. The sweetness it, of like a maple. You know what it but, reminds me of is like that. Uh, I think it was Fort Hamilton that brought that uh, maple syrup that was insanely in a good. rye barrel. It was oh, so man. good. Oh my gosh, it was. Good. Do we still have some of that for him to try? We might I, have. A I don't know where it would be. Yeah, I don't know. I think all we have is some of the rye left, maybe. I've got some bourbon barrel uh, maple syrup. Yeah. That See, was from Southern Indiana. It was really, really good. I'll tell you, um, Starlight put out a, a bourbon finished in maple barrels. And, dude, you could almost pour that over pancakes. It was oh, so yeah. maple for it. It was so, so sweet. sweet. It, I mean, if, if you don't like sweet, 
it's not going to be your jam. And I don't think Isaiah, I don't think you really liked it that much. I didn't. Because it but was just too sweet. When I was sweet. in Nashville, I found one that I really liked. Uh, my guy, Wesley Painter, who used to work at Frugal McDougal in Nashville. He now works at a place called 8th and Berry. Shout out. It's a, yeah, shout out to Wes Painter. Dude does every single barrel pick he does. I love. Like, our palettes just match up. He's mm. one of those guys. So did you get any um, anything from – because Will went out to Frugal McDougal. Did so, he find anything that you were looking for? No. I mean, I, I was still able to go to Frugal, but oh, Wes, okay. Wes wasn't there. Oh, so. no. Was that – I thought Will went there. You went there. Yeah. My bad. My bad. So okay. I was – I was there at 8th and Barry, which uh, when Wes, who was the single barrel coordinator of Frugal McDougal, moved over to 8th and Barry in Nashville, which stores aren't but a mile apart, he uh, brought over all of his barrels that hadn't been bottled yet. So he's so even working at a new liquor store with the connections he has, he's not having to rerun the tier system on all of these companies. Good for him. More, mm, which is fantastic. Nice. Like that kind of shows what sort of guy he is, what sort of relationship he makes with these companies. Yeah. Um, but he had a bourbon finished in maple syrup barrels from Starlight. And I tell you, like anything Wesley Painter picks, I love it. It was the most balanced bourbon and maple syrup. Oh, good. It like just finished with that hint of maple, and it, it leaned sweeter, but it was, it was like bourbon with a touch of maple syrup. Which and would it, make it a whole lot better, yeah. for sure. So the thing that he told me that was different about this is uh, the maple syrup that was in there, um, the barrel was originally a rye whiskey, then it got filled with maple syrup. They dumped that out and then threw a bourbon in there. Mm. And that seems to make the difference because the, the best starlight honey finish bourbon I've ever had was that same way where they went rye barrel honey and then then threw a bourbon in there. Okay. So something about just that slight bit of spice in there yep. does it a lot of good. Good. Well, I was talking to uh, Dirk Fence on, on Instagram, Indiana Bourbon, if you've ever, if you know the guy. He, um, he is going to have some new releases people are going to be picking up yeah, here don't, too. Don't talk about him yet. I can't talk about that yet. <laughs> I don't think he's posted about it publicly. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> There's. I'm excited about one of them. Yeah. Couple couple starlights coming out that are. I can't talk be, about them. I mean, I, I don't think I, he's posted about. I have it. a text. I can't talk about them. Oh, he texted me too. I can't talk about it. Dang it. This will come out. All I'll right. Maybe just talk about it. Who cares? Yeah. Okay. I will. Um, <laughs> so, so it's and I'm and and you guys know I do not like Starlight cigar batches. Period. But they've got a rye finished in first used Embarana barrels, and he said it's really good. And a lot of stuff that Dirt says is really good is really good. Yeah. So I'm excited to try that to see if maybe I finally find a cigar batch that I like. We'll see, but that one's gonna be one that he's gonna be releasing here soon. Other apparently. thing was was a sorry, French oak, sorry, dirt, French oak double oak bourbon. Yeah, that was the other It'll one. It'll be released on yeah. that same run. That sounds really and, good. Uh, so another another toast to barrel out there. Another one, man. I do want to bring up a point here. Okay. Uh, Rob obviously knows how to start drinking all day when he's pouring bourbon on his pancakes first thing in the morning. I mean, that's okay. Here's that's, the deal: morning for it. Rob is like 
one. Well, that's a good, you know, True. you yeah. bring up a really good point. Yeah. 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 Hey, so, I, I got up real early this morning. I was so up by nine. Man. Ooh, are you okay? Um, I'm, you, you look a little tired. I'm You're a little dragging a right now. Yeah. 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 You're going to need a nap this afternoon? I can't nap, though. That's the problem. <laughs> We're going to have to brew some coffee from Brickhouse. Brickhouse. Yep. I, yep. I heard about the change. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. So we're going to be, I'll just talk about it. I don't care. Um, we're going to be switching over coffees to a local roaster called Brickhouse. Uh, the Staten family owns the roasting side of that, and they've been longtime family friends of mine. Shout out, Jared. Yeah. Shout out to Jared and Laura and Jara and Layla. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, Jarrah and Layla are their, are their girls. And uh, actually, Jarrah is going to be doing the roasting soon for them. She's also going to nice. be, from yeah. what I understand, she's going to be, I believe, running the Indianapolis operation because Jared's moving out to Utah. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So but she's doing, she's apprenticing the roastery side right now and uh, going to do a great job as well. I believe that for well, sure. Well, and it definitely hits our model here because we like to support local businesses. Absolutely. And it's a local business. So it'll be, yeah. it'll be a good good coffee for us to have here for and, sure and as much as we love the coffee that we've had previously it is just wonderful to support local it is everything else 100%. we do we love to support local if somebody was making lighters and cutters here in indiana I, we'd support them no problem all over right. yeah business opportunity for any of these watching out there yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean i've had <laughs> it's funny i've had of course everybody you know coming out of the woodwork on we sell these. You want some samples? And I start looking at, like, lighters have been a big one. You know, you get a lot of these overseas companies. We're making these awesome lighters no one makes. And I look at it, and it's like, it's a flint with, they're using Zippo fluid and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah. I'm sorry. Not yeah, for just, cigars. Just because you make something in the U.S. or wherever. Still has to be a good product. Still got to be good. Yeah. 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 But you would think we'd have some good. Hey, honestly, even if it was a higher dollar. Because obviously, if you're making them in China, you can sell them for a lot less than you're going to be making yeah. them in America. People would pay for that made in America, those two words. Yeah. They really would. Yes. Yeah. Two words. <laughs> two <laughs> words. <laughs> I need a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> I got two, two words, words for you. For you. <laughs> made in America. 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 Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, you got some good local stuff here, man. That amplified hot sauce, definitely good stuff. Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of companies here now. We got Amplify, we've got Goods Candies, um, which they're moving just down the street here, and, in, and they're already in Pendleton now. Yeah. Um, we've got Two Tom's Brewery, we've got um, Black Dog, we we've got Pax Verum. So you got Pax in there. Scar yeah. Scar Lane, Pax Verum. Um, we got beard oil and beard balm. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm missing some stuff here, but. I'd say a good 15% of our shelf up there is Indiana companies. It is. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, as far as whiskey goes. Speaking of whiskeys, we got a couple new ones in this week. Yeah. Pulled in uh, the uh, just wild turkey rare breed. We have had mm. the rye before, but. And it's the barrel proof. Oh, that's breed. good. Yeah. I got yeah. a bottle of that at home. Yeah. Like, yeah, so rare breed, absolutely fantastic. That's that's another one in that same like nineteen twenty category for it me. It is. That's yeah. a good it's call. Just, it's yep. just like it's always good. Yeah. yeah, you can't go wrong with it. Other one we got um, was the Willet 
eight-year weeded. Yeah. And uh, it's a little bit of an expensive pour because it says Willet on it. Yeah, um, and I mean, they're proud. From what I've seen, I yep. mean, Total Wine's the cheapest around here, and they got it for like four forty-nine. Yeah. Someone said they bought one last year for like three hundred and eighty bucks. So I'm like, it's a high dollar bottle, and honestly, it's it's more than I would pay for the bottle. Yeah. But it's actually, a, and you guys know, I'm not a big weeded guy. Yeah. I, I liked it. It's actually pretty good. So, yeah, this that's is the one. best product I've had out of Willet to date. I agree. Hmm. I agree 100%. That's with a pretty that. bold statement. It, it is. The Willets that I have had that were good were like sourced Heaven Hill juice. Yeah. Yeah. All of the Willet, like purple tops and in the rise, it's like they're solid, but it's like this is actual Willet distillate and. It's good. Yeah. I do Worth like it. their rye. I mean, I like, oh, I, I like the, the, rye. the green yeah. top. It's the four-year. But it's, it doesn't do anything it's a little, special. It's not special. It's a little raw, which yeah. I kind of like that about it, right? You yeah, get a little yeah, bit yeah. of that younger element to it. I mean, something like the Willet Rye and a Sazerac, probably oh, wrong. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, it, you know, it's a higher price pour. I think it definitely be worth a shot to come in and get it because. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to last. I mean, it was an allocated bottle, so. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if, if you want to try it, we definitely have it for, I know, almost a third of the price of what they're charging for it down in Indianapolis right now from some people have told me. That's pretty typical for us, though. Yeah. The yeah. thing about it is, is I don't know how much we have left right now because it's a black bottle. Like, I couldn't even tell you how much is left. At least half of it. Yeah. And I, I might have a second bottle in the back. Good. Like, I got to say, there are some times when I look at a bottle and I, I do buy sometimes on the look. And that is a pretty bottle. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And it has the signature Willet purple top foil on it. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a statement piece right there. It especially is. Especially in the bourbon world. Yeah. It's a, a lot of people kind of knock on Peerless because they're a little bit higher priced. But, man, they do have some pretty bottles. And I really like that topper on it. Yeah. I mean, you, they need, some you need some you finishes, the, Have too. you had the Peerless Double Oaked? I don't think I no. I haven't had so that one. I think that's either a Kentucky exclusive or maybe just a distillery exclusive. Okay, that's my favorite Peerless I've ever had. Like it has a really distinct kind of uh, waxy chocolate note in it. Nice, it's really really good. Did I ever have you try the the Peerless and the absinthe? The absinthe? Oh yes. Okay. Yeah, that absinthe is, is way present. Which Whoa. we're we're absinthe yeah. lovers. So yes, yes. What about you? I don't know. No, yeah, you're, I tried okay. It. You're yeah. an absinthe lover too, right? Yeah, or somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. I can get down with it. I'm not yep. gonna drink absinthe straight though. Dude, I'll tell you what though. Um, Alan gave me a pour of their absinthe fi barrel finish down there, which I hate barrel finished absinthe. It was it was a sipper. I just think it was Alan knows what he's doing. He knows exactly. That's, that's what, what it he's sounds doing. like. Yeah. I mean. Dude's it, amazing. If Butchertown is kind of his first example, then I'm very, very excited to have well, a bunch of those Well, and I'm stuff. telling you, I am super excited with on the pick, but even as much excited to have him come on the show, he's going to come on the show and talk about it. And, I'm, and I've told him, I'm like, I want you to do the history. I mean, the dude's telling me history. They got this one big picture on the that they put on a big canvas down there. And it's this old picture, the oldest, the oldest distillery, which is still on their property down there, um, in southern Indiana, the building is still there that was half tore down because of a storm or something that happened. And all these people are in it. He was telling me the history of every single person in the picture. And by the way, we think that is this person. And th this is, it talks about the car 
And I mean, spent like 15 minutes telling me the history of everything, all the history in this picture. I'm like, this dude just knows a lot. And I can't wait for him to, to tell the stories on here. It'll be it'll be the, probably the best podcast. We've is ever is done. the history local to the French Lake area? Yes, uh, Southern see, India stuff. And I, um, that yes. is a cool. I, you know, I went down there took took the wife and uh, the younger daughter down just for a weekend because we had never done French Lake. Yeah, and, and you know it's kind of an Indiana thing to yeah. to go there, and you find out about the history of it, and that place is. It's pretty incredible. Oh, it is. I, that I was mean, my first time going to French Lake. Okay, so you did you drive by and see the West Baden Springs Hotel yep. and all yeah, that? Yeah, drove around all that. Went to and you know I asked the, I asked the guys see, every time I go anywhere I'm like where should where do I need to eat here because I'm going to eat here, and they, they both said you need to go to the to the German cafe downtown mm-hmm. and yep. dude. Some yeah. of the best schnitzel oh, I've ever great. had in my oh, life. My yeah. It was yeah. amazing. And yeah. that's where we're going to be eating during the pick, by the way. Nice. So. You do realize that the tenderloin is an evolved schnitzel. It yes. is. It, it is. Schnitzel. It is. It's yeah. because they couldn't afford you know, veal, so they changed over to pork and made it the same way. And yeah. Indiana tenderloin was born. Yeah. Are you guys? Have you guys... Uh, got on any of the Facebook uh, tenderloin groups out there? No. Oh man, pursuit of tenderloin. Pursuit yeah. of tenderloin. Pursuit of oh, there's tenderloin. a tenderloin. Yep. Tour. There's a t- like a bourbon trail. Yeah. There's a tenderloin trail. There's like wow. six hundred and fifty thousand people on this group. Is posting. Broadway Diner on there? It should be I, it, if it's yeah. not. It freaking should be. I mean, everybody has to go to the place down there uh, near near uh, Columbus. What's that? Um, the diner. Oh, of course. And now I forget it. But they have the. The biggest tenderloin. Oh, it's, I mean, this table, (laughs) it it would, you can only put one on the table. Jeez. Yeah, it's enormous. It's an old Dairy Queen that they converted in there. Everybody knows them. Ames (laughs) used to be a real popular one down in Greenfield. I don't know if it's still there or not. If it got killed. Annie's? I I think it's called Annie's. I don't think I know that one. Um, A lot of people used to love that. I mean, you got Anita's up here that has a good tenderloin. (laughs) I'm telling you right now, my favorite right is Broadway in this area. I think so. I've, I've For heard just you a little talk diner, about that. I, I mean, not been my gosh. We just keep talking great. about food. This how do we keep coming episode, back to We're that. fat. Well, we're fat. there you go. Yeah. You, yep, food. You yeah. nailed it. Food. Yeah. Yep. Yes. The, the bank, bank. The bank has a good one. I mean, pretty much if you're a restaurant in Indiana, it's not just like a The only tenderloin that I have not liked in this area, this might be controversial. Not at all. Taxman's. And it's a pretty lame tenderloin. Now, see, that's fine because I'm also not a fan of Ale Emporium's tenderloin. I haven't had Ale. I don't find it to either. be all that all that good. Yeah, it's yeah Fox Garden, which is a great restaurant. Oh, great. oh yeah. yeah. I think the yep. thing is with like a tax man in a Fox Garden is they're they're trying to do elevated like soul food sort yeah, of yeah. You know, yeah yeah just heavy foods in an elevated way. Tenderloin, man, just keep it cheap. Oh, it's too simple. So uh, that's a great point. The what was previously considered like twenty plus years ago the best tenderloin in the world was in Nawbone, Indiana. Okay. okay, there's a gas station there, and it had a restaurant attached, and it was actually in Time Magazine. I think like three times. Wow. wow. Yep. Um, and, and yes, there is actually a Nawbone, Indiana. For those of you that are, you know, maybe is that out where of state. Yeah, or Bear yep. Wallow, just yep. outside yep. of Nashville. Yep. Yep. Um, and now the current, kind of based on you know what you see on social media, there is a Sunoco gas station in Crawfordsville, Indiana, and people are traveling three to five hours to have this tenderloin. Really? Yes. And a gas station. At a oh, gas station. We might which is, go on the road, right? Yeah. Take a take a road <laughs> road show. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Huh. 
That's, it's, that's amazing. That's where the, the tenderloin belongs. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that same way about tacos, man. It, it's like mm. you can go to as many elevated places and get tacos, but really, if your taco is fantastic, mm. it is going to be whatever meat you've chosen. Hopefully, it's not just carne asada, but I will tell you, a good carne asada, like, yeah, as when as they as do that well, they do it really well. Uh, Terre Haute, Indiana, I think it's called Cactus something. Yeah. Mexican restaurant right downtown, just a couple blocks from the, the big arena there at Indiana State. They have lingua. Oh, yeah. Calton oh, tacos, wow. and they are spectacular. Okay. Wow. Uh, but a good taco, all it needs is to be served with a wedge of lime, yep. cilantro, and onions. Absolutely. On, yep. on a corn yep. tortilla. Corn. corn. Yeah. And, and yep. two corn tortillas is totally acceptable. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> so there's a place, German Church in 30th, it's mm. called El Taco Toro. That place has the best lingua I've ever had. There's supposed to be a place there at 42nd in Franklin. Okay. That um, does the, the marinated pork on the, the Eero stand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the and shaves it off. El Pastor, yeah. yeah. I had that down in Guanajuato, yeah. um, Mexico. Beautiful so, place down in central Mexico. If we want to go hyper-local so here, um, Psalm Smokehouse has reopened up. Yes. Their yes. brisket tacos are delicious. Mm. I got those yep. the other night, and they were really good. Yep. Now, yep. if you want to go, like, I don't call them fast food, but it kind of is, Torchy's Tacos make some great tacos, too. You haven't been, been a big fan. Everybody talks about I that. Love I love torches, man. I'm not a big fan of that oh. style of tacos. I think it's, it's more like Condados, where yeah, you, yeah, it's you get some of the Tex-Mex, more fusion than anything. Yeah, it got, is a lot of fusion stuff. They got some stuff. wild stuff in them too. But yeah, I like pickled onions. The Republican's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yep. Condado has a good. Uh, I don't like Condado, man. I don't like their tacos because you don't like some flavor. I Rob. like no. There was no flavor. No, nah, they're oh, they're dude. they're a Korean beef taco at Condado. Yep. I, really good, but I wouldn't call it a taco. It's not what I want when I'm looking for a taco. Right, right. Yeah. Yep. And that's what those ones at Psalms are. They're actually street tacos. And they're you get three brisket street tacos and they're delicious. But when I roll up to a taco joint, if you don't have barbacoa, al pastor, lengua, and carne asada, I'm not expecting very much out of you. Yeah, but barbacoa, I mean, that's kind of, most places aren't serving authentic barbacoa. No, uh-uh. No. Because barbacoa is supposed to be the cheek. Oh, cheek yeah. meat, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so you don't really find that here yeah, in yeah. central Indiana very much. I have heard the new, um, that new international grocery store that's down there in Castleton. Saraga. Yes, yeah. I've heard some really, really good things about that place. I have not been there, but supposedly there's a good taco joint in there. Yes, that's, yeah. that's, that's what I'm hearing is that their food in there that they actually serve to yeah. you, really spectacular. Yeah. I got to get down that way. Yeah, absolutely. Again, sounds like we three fat guys food. talking about food. Yeah, Man, I'll tell you what. Yep. yep, that's what it sounds I like. Think we need to make a road trip. Lisa, can hold, she's been holding the joint down so far. We could probably go get some tacos. Yeah. <laughs> that look I'm says, the yeah, that yeah, look says no. No, I think that look said, yes, Rob and Isaiah, you guys can go down to Nashville for the Avs game. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Tough, tough game this week for the Az losing. Yeah, I guess. Was that six to five that night? Yeah. Yeah, bummer. Seven. 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 They, they oh, right, the empty netter. Yeah. 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 Eh, that's okay. I mean, they were on a, a streak going, and they're doing well. So we're okay losing one here. Yeah, and, and the Bruins are still 
unbelievable. Yeah. I don't know. Are you much of a hockey guy? No, yeah, no, don't no, pay really. attention. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, it that, was, that game last night, seven to one. Yeah. Man, that was brutal. And it was like three to one going into the third, wasn't oh, it? Oh, it was. Because they put I think it was three, three to end. one with like <laughs> four minutes left. Yeah. And then they got the empty netter and then decided to go ahead and just get two more. It's yeah. crazy. Uh, yeah. This is completely unrelated, and I'm almost finished with this stick. Yeah, I'm close yeah, to but it. I'm about done. I got to thinking about hockey in that game in Bridgestone Arena. <laughs> uh, Morgan Wallen, who has recently fallen off fame for saying words he should not be saying as a white individual. Mm. Oh, jeez. Um, oh, you mean kind of like the Gurkha guy? Uh, I got, I got you. Go ahead. Like who? That's what, that's what the the Gurkha owner did too. Or, uh, oh, okay. or the uh, the um, Dilbert. I don't hear about yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So same sort of deal. He is working his way coming back onto scene and has a concert. I think it's one of his first shows after his new release music. He just released some more. I don't care about Morgan Wallen. I just thought this is a hilarious like. Apology tour sort of move. Apology tour. He has a a night scheduled at Bridgestone Arena, which is huge. Yeah, that's thousands and thousands and thousands. Like I'm talking, I think it's like fifteen, twenty thousand people. Oh, I'd say probably twenty. Okay, it's free. (laughs) Okay. Could you imagine the money? That's an apology tour, right there. It's an apology tour. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine the money? Probably his record label has spent <laughs> to have a free Bridgestone Arena for the evening. Yep, <laughs> that is absolutely bonkers to me. Yeah, but hey, he does have some apologies to be done. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, no question. Yeah. A free concert's a good start. Yeah, probably a good start. Yep, twenty thousand people, free entry into Bridgestone Arena. Crazy. The sad thing is, what you want to happen. Is like two hundred people show up, right? Right. But yeah. it's a free show. People it's are going to go. They're going to pack <laughs> hey, the house. Yeah. You're, you're, you're in go. Nashville. Like it, it's just going to be Bridgestone's not too far from like all the honky tonks. So you're yep. just going to have all your bachelorette parties rolling into a Morgan Wallen show. Just half popped. Yeah. Maybe all the probably way fully gone. popped. Yeah. I'm thinking popped. fully yeah. popped. Yeah. You know, yep. you hit up FGL House and Tootsie's, and then you go to the Morgan Wallen. So. <laughs> Absolutely. If you haven't Sounds had like a, a night when Isaiah's in town, no, <laughs> if you haven't I had mean, a full night on Broadway in Nashville, then put that on, on your Broadway. bucket list. I've not been. I, I haven't been down to Nashville. A whole I, lot. Guys, hey, I'll tell you. Okay, so I've got family that lives down there. Yeah, um, a cousin and her husband, and. Another cousin of mine wanted to have a, a birthday party down there, right? Everybody go to a hotel and go do the, the Broadway thing. Oh, and we Broadway. did the tractor <laughs> oh, ride. Oh, so you are the scum of Nashville. <laughs> it, you are the scum of Nashville. I'm telling you, if you get the right crowd, because we just did, oh. we had enough people, we did it all ourselves. <laughs> you got enough people, yep, I would do it again. Get oh, it was, and it was the day go. of the Titans uh, playoff game where they lost to the Bengals oh, last year. Gosh. So it's just packed everywhere, yeah. Titans and Bengals fans. <laughs> and, of course, we're, you know, my cousin calls it the woo people, right? Yeah. Woo! 
you know, yeah, all the no, time. Just, oh, we just we wooed the hell out of that place. Oh, <laughs> we were we were definitely already half popped on that. It yeah. was like eleven o'clock in the that's morning. Crazy. Did you guys it was, start at Frugal McDougal? Uh, man, no, we didn't. A lot of them but that's start a good call. There, and, yeah. they'll, and they'll uh, like be like, "Hey, go buy you a couple racks of beer." Yeah, and, uh, yeah. You and, just get your own beer and carry yeah. it on, and but yep, it, it was a good it time. Is, uh, that's an industry to me. There was a guy who lived on my. Uh, on my floor in the dorm freshman year, and he was, like, really trying hard to make it as a drummer, like, in the Nashville scene. And we were all like, whatever happened to him? He is a uh, pedal tavern. What is What's it? What's his title? Oh, I don't know. The pedal cars. He's, where you're, dr- he's where the, you're drinking on the pedal cars. He's like yeah. a, a, a bartender like, on he's it. He's like a pedal tavern engineer, you know. Oh, man. He's going to steer the cart for you. There and you it's go. just like... If that ain't the Nashville dream, I don't know what uh, it is. Right, right. <laughs> that, yeah, I, that I will one say down the, Indy works pretty hard it, too. It, yeah, it does. It does. You know, it's all touristy stuff, but sometimes the touristy thing is fun. Oh, <laughs> it, it is. I will yep. never partake. But uh, you, you say that, man. You go one time, and you're like, okay, that was that was surprising. Well, I, I had a good you, time. Was yours a pedal or was it a tractor? No, we were on, on the tractor. Yep. Okay. Yep. John Deere tractor. Okay. And, yep. It was. I'm, I'll see these pedal taverns rolling like all June, July, August in Nashville. And you're like, these people are drunk. They've got to work to get this cart to move. Like you're literally <laughs> pedaling it. Yeah. It's, a, it's a giant bicycle. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. It, uh, they're just hammered trying to get somewhere and then trying to get, trying to get them all going the same direction, yep. pedaling the correct way. Like, you and wonder then, why traffic's so bad. And then once you get to a spot, you jump off and get more drinks at another bar, and then you hop back on and go to the next bar. Oh, no, no, no. You don't do that on a pedal tavern. You do in Indianapolis, you do. Oh, no. They don't do that there. They, they serve it on the, they on serve the bike. But they also yeah. make stops, don't they? I, uh-uh. I don't oh, think so. I think they, they, yeah. No, they're not allowed okay. to in Nashville. They used to be uh, able to, but traffic was even worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That way, so. That's yeah, funny. That's, that's not the worst pedal job out there. Yeah, okay, I, I go to the Indy 500 every year, right? You mentioned you gotta you gotta come down and check out my camp oh, spot. Yeah. I've been oh, yeah. I've been camping down there. This will be my 22nd consecutive year of camping and going to the 500. Wow! And I go down there for a lot of the practice days. And of course, you get you know Fast Friday, which is before the qualifications, and um, people go down. They get real liquored up, and there's these guys that they're basically driving rickshaws, right? The bikes that have like the two seats on the back. Yeah, oh, yeah. they're for tips only. And I'm thinking, you're at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway where, you know, take your top off and, and drinking beer is kind of just the name of the game. That's what you do. And the number of people I've seen throwing up over the side of this rickshaw <laughs> as it's going down the middle of the, you know, the oh, track there, gosh. I'm like, that is, that's a rough job. Of course, I'm, oh. I'm betting they're making money because, you know, somebody's, somebody's fully popped and they're handing over a $50 tip. Man, thank you so much for... For getting me to my car, yeah. you yeah. should not be driving. But good luck, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that's a worse oh, yeah. job than than doing the the pedal bike thing yeah. down in in Nashville. Yeah, so I, I will say that. another shout out to you here. The uh, if you're down at the track and you're walking around some of these little you know parties where the campers are, and you see a, a group of guys that are chugging out of a one seven five Eagle Rare bottle, that's us. That's them. Yep, it's been going on for about uh, I think we're about eight or nine years into that. Wow. Um, we have people come down for Carb Day, yeah, uh, the Friday before the race on Sunday, 
And if you come to my campsite, the requirement is you have to you have to take a hit off of the Eagle Rare 175. <laughs> nice. And if, nice. For those of you that, that may have not seen that, that is like the, the Belvedere bottles. They're enormous. <laughs> like that tall. You, you can't. If you one-hand it, you better have some good forearm strength. Oh, yeah. Here, right? Because oh, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a two-hander to be able to do that. Yeah. But yeah, It's real fun to, to pour... Uh, Two ounces into a Glen Cairn here with that made you like, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> trying oh, to lift terrible. that bad boy. Yeah, terrible. They are. Yeah, of course, Eagle Rare was a little bit more accessible eight years ago than it is now. So, uh, I'm fortunate. I got some friends out there that have done the hunt for me, so I don't have to go chase that That's one good. down. There you go. That's good. So I'm, I'm still good. But if I see it on the shelf, I always ask if I can buy two. Yeah, because it just sits there. sits sits in my uh, pantry for you Until, know the next year. I yeah. don't. I don't really drink Eagle Rare except on. On Indy 500 weekend. Which, Eagle Rare is a nice pour because you can bring, a like, if if you bring something cash strength, first of all, like, it's way too hot for cash strength. Yes. Yeah. Second of all, you can't drink very much just because of the temperature and the heat before you're gone. Yeah, I, we drink a lot. Oh, I'm sure you do. <laughs> I'm sure you do. And you start when you wake up. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, drinking all day, That's that is the name of the game down there. That's what yeah. you do at the no 500. That's, that's what you do. Yep. yep, totally. Yep, drink, smoke cigars, and, and watch the cars. Yep. Minus yeah. the cars, that's what we do here every day. Uh, see, why do you think I come here all the time? <laughs> you can watch the cars if you want. You can. To. You can watch a train too. Yeah, I would yeah, say I can. think you need to have a board put up here somewhere that somebody could, um, you know, have like a pool going on when the police pull somebody over that's going over forty-five. True. True. Right. If you come to to the final third uh, cigar and whiskey lounge, go forty-five. Seriously, yes, do yes. not go over the speed limit. There's two police officers, I think, in That's Ingles, all they got to do, and they, they have nothing else to do. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we've done enough here. I think so. so. I was gonna say, I think I got to get back to work here in another uh, five minutes. I so. got you. I got yeah. you. <laughs> well, again, thanks a lot, guys. You can come in obviously and get this pairing um, this you know this next week, and we'll have these available. And yeah, I just want to thank everybody for coming out for our anniversary. It's been a great week. Um, we're excited for our, our second year. We're going to have more events. We've got some other brands that we've had that have not been in here for events that we're going to be doing some events this yeah. year. So we're working on one with Espinosa, hopefully get Eric in town to, cool. to do that. So we'll have some other ones as well. Final third, final four is coming up really soon. Yeah. So we'll have uh, Aladino out for that again. It's going to be a blast. But yeah, come on out and check us out. And you can follow me on Instagram at Final Third Cigar. You can find me at The Whiskey Pastor. Oh, you don't have to follow me. It's don't okay. I'm on. Right. I'm out want, there on, but I don't really put all that much. But, okay, but follow come him in. By come in here. here. Exactly. Yeah. Come in here. We'll sit down and have a cigar and have a drink and have yeah. a chat. Yeah, and that's a legitimate offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Just I'm in here quite a bit. And yeah, yeah. I, I try to introduce myself to everybody that comes in here, just because yep. it's a it's a friendly friendly place. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks a lot, guys, and we will see you next week. Cheers. 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 Cheers.